podcast number 80, Adore You. This song is an example of modern song construction at its highest level. Not only the song itself, but the arrangement, vocals, production, recording, and musicianship of all involved. So many fine details and techniques under the surface offer every composer in all styles and genres of music a wealth of ideas and techniques to use in their own works. Let's start with the overall architecture. First of all, the song is in the key of E-flat major. Now, sometimes you might see someone label this as C minor, but actually it, C minor is related to E-flat major, but the chords here and the melody are definitely in E-flat major. It's in 4-4 time, moderately fast. Some versions have a small intro, but the official version that I use, the song starts right in, no introduction. So we start with the verse, then we have a pre-chorus and a chorus, verse two, pre-chorus, chorus, a bridge, two choruses, and then an outro. This form is one of the most commonly used today. What is truly amazing today is that any songwriter or any musician could go on Google, type in the name of the song, and ask for the lyrics and chords. Not only do you get the lyrics and the chords, but you get the construction. Many people will use these forms as a model, much as an architect will build a foundation and build many homes or buildings on that one foundation. Modeling is a technique used by great composers in all styles of music. Verse 1. The first verse is 12 measures long, divided into three four-measure sections, or phrases. Phrase 1. The lyrics are, walk in your rainbow paradise, paradise. Let's begin with the harmony, the chords. There is a four-chord progression, which is used throughout the entire song. This is another technique used extensively by today's songwriters, not because they cannot use other chords, but because it creates a hypnotic effect on the listener. As previously mentioned, the chords are in the key of E-flat major. These chords in E-flat are the one chord E-flat, the two chord F minor, the three chord G minor, the four chord A-flat, the five chord B-flat, the six chord C minor, and the seventh chord D diminished. So the chords used in this song are C minor, the sixth chord for four beats, E flat, the one chord for four beats, A flat, the four chord for six beats, and then B flat, the five chord for two beats. I'll play those chords now. In all my podcasts, I do not want to break any copyright laws, so please listen to the original recording. I will play certain examples, though. C minor, E flat, A flat, B flat. The chords are held, sustained, against a bass line which supports the chords with the root of the chord, using quarter notes, eighth notes, and sixteenth notes in a reoccurring bass pattern, an ostinato, which, with slight variation, Supporting the reoccurring chord pattern creates the foundation of the total work. In podcast number 79, I discussed the use of melodic, rhythmic, and harmonic ostinatos 
reoccurring patterns to create an hypnotic hook. The melody of the first phrase. The melody of this first phrase, Walk in Your Rainbow Paradise, is mostly quarter notes using chord tones with occasional non-chord tones. See podcast number 21 for more on this subject. The last lyric, Paradise, is answered in a high echo. I'll play that for you now. Phrase two, strawberry lipstick, state of mind. State of mind in an echo. Musically, this is the same as the first phrase, only with new lyrics. Phrase three, the third phrase once again retains the same background with one slight variation in the beginning. The first beat features silence announcing something new. The lyrics, I guess so lost inside your eyes, would you believe it? Also, the melody is now different with a much more active rhythm signaling higher emotion and intensity, and there is no high echo. I'll play that part for you now. Instead of the echo, we have the lyrics, would you believe it, with 16th notes. This first verse illustrates the importance of a strong foundation built on repeating ostinato, harmonic, and rhythmic patterns along with repeating melodic ideas and variation. In all musical forms, repetition and repetition with variation is the most commonly used technique. The pre-chorus. The pre-chorus is four measures long with three short phrases. As is common practice with the entrance of a new section, there are changes in the melody and the accompaniment. As previously mentioned, the chords and progressions are kept not only here, but throughout the entire piece. Phrase one, you don't have to say you love me. Notice how the rhythm is much more intensive, becoming a rhythmic hook also so much more active than the verse. The accompaniment is scaled back. This creates a contrast to the intensifying rhythm in the melody. Very faintly in the background, we could hear the chords played now with a rhythm very similar to the melody. It supports and mirrors this new rhythm. The interplay of melodic and chordal rhythms is very, very important. I devoted podcasts 51, 52, and 53 to the interplay of rhythms, especially when recording your songs for a demo or a finished product. Especially today, with the computer programs and social media, look how many people have recorded, publicized, and on YouTube reached people throughout the world. Phrase two, you don't have to say nothing. The melody is exactly the same with a slight rhythmic variation to fit the lyrics, which is very common. However, an important fact to notice is that the chord now is E flat rather than C minor. As I have noted in previous podcasts, when the same note or notes sound against different chords, their sound color changes. This I have noticed in so many songs that when you want to show a different emotion from happy to sad, so on, the relationship between the notes and the chords support the meaning of the lyrics. I realize when the song is moving along, especially at a fast tempo, this is sensed 
subconsciously rather than obviously noticed. I will give an example now. I will play the first phrase against the C minor and then the second phrase, the same notes against the E flat. I will play them very slowly so we can hear the difference. Before I do that, I would just like to mention the relationship between the notes and the chords. Now, I know most songwriters play chords on an instrument which generates melodies in their mind and have no formal training in music, which is fine because most of the great songs are written by people without formal training. Or, for example, the Beatles, Paul McCartney, John Lennon, George Harrison, admit to not being able to read music or have any training. They do have a substantial background in theory, though. That is, I think, important for all songwriters. Because if you play chords, the more chords you know and how they move will influence your melodies and color those melodies. If you write the melody first and add the chords, then the notes will be colored by the chords then. So either way, as in art, the background colors, the foundation of a painting, will affect all the colors layered above. In music, the background foundation will color all the notes layered above. For example, against the C minor chord, we have two Ds, two E flats, two F, and an E flat. Remember, chord tones are consonant and lack tension. Non-chord tones have varying degrees of tension. Music should be a flow between tension and calm. Against the C minor, the two Ds are the ninth of the chord, non-chord tones. The E flat is the third of the chord, and that's a chord tone. The two Fs are the fourth of the chord, non-chord tones, and then the back to the E flat, the third. So we have tension, calm, tension, calm. Now, the same notes against the E-flat chord, the two Ds are now the seventh of the chord. This is a very emotional, expressive note, the major seventh of a chord. Then the two E-flats are the root of the chord. The two Fs now become the ninth non-chord tone, and then we end with the E-flat against the E-flat chord, the root, a chord tone. So the pattern in both measures, both phrases, are from non-chord tones to chord tones, from dark to light, tension to release. Now, I know we're not going to all hear this unless you have perfect pitch to the degree of, let's say, Pierre Boulez, the French composer and conductor who they said could hear deep inside a note. The reason I bring this up is because for all of us, if you repeat a phrase and change the chords, you will notice the change of color and it can help you quite a bit in portraying the emotion of a certain lyric. I will play this now very, very slowly so we can hear this. So you see, at a very slow tempo, you can hear the emotion in the notes. Now, C minor and E flat are practically the same. C minor is C, E flat, and G, and E flat is B flat, E flat, and G. So only one note difference. So it's a subtle difference here, but if the chords were farther apart, you would really notice it. Whether the effect is subtle or extreme, 
This technique is very important in conveying to the listener the meaning of your lyrics. Phrase three, you don't have to say you're mine. This phrase starts exactly the same as the previous two, same melodically and lyrically, but then is shortened, which is perfect in that there must be breathing space before the entrance of the chorus. As many songwriters have said, this is the song, all else introduces and supports the chorus. Increasing and decreasing melodic rhythm, harmony, and the accompaniment, the drums for example, creates the flow of dark and light, tension and calm I spoke of before. Now for the all-important chorus. The chorus. The chorus is 12 measures long, similar in length to the verse. There are three phrases. Phrase one. The lyrics are, ah, I'd walk through fire for you, just let me adore you, oh honey. As this phrase enters, we notice that how much more intense everything is. The volume, the vocal background on ahs, and then the high echo also on ah, before the lead vocal enters with those lyrics. The chords are the same with one exception. The B-flat chord at the end of every fourth measure under the lyrics, Oh Honey, now becomes an A-flat chord with a B-flat in the bass, thereby creating a suspended feel, which is in effect becoming a B-flat 9 suspended fourth. I will play a B-flat chord and then I will play the A-flat with the B-flat bass. This is the five chord in the key of E-flat, the B-flat chord, whether it's B-flat or B-flat with the A-flat bass. They both have pull and dissonance in them, creating the tension we spoke about earlier. Whenever one sees a new chord never used earlier or an alteration such as this, it helps add interest or emotion to the lyric or phrase, in this case, Oh Honey, underlining the lyric. The syncopated chord rhythm we heard faintly in the background of the pre-chorus now becomes very obvious. These small touches, as in a fine painting, elevate works of art to a higher level. The melody of the chorus also stresses this rhythmic, syncopated feel we first heard in the pre-chorus. For continuity, notice that the pre-chorus and the first phrase of the chorus end with the lyric, honey. Also, as with the chords, the bass line recalls the verse. Phrase two of the chorus is five measures long. The lyrics are, ah, ah, I walk through fire for you, just let me adore you, like it's the only thing I'll ever do. The accompaniment and melody is exactly the same as phrase one, however, the melody is extended with the lyrics, like it's the only thing I'll ever do, which overlaps into the beginning of the third phrase. The third phrase now enters with the repetition of the lyrics, like it's the only thing I'll ever do. A truly interesting touch is that the notes of the melody at this point are third higher. For example, the first note instead of E flat is now a G. This creates added urgency and emotion to the sentiment of adoring someone. Verse two. Normally each verse retains the same music with new lyrics. 
The verse tells the story while the pre-chorus and chorus usually retain the same lyrics, becoming a lyrical hook. In this second verse, we see eight measures instead of 12, two phrases instead of three. Phrase one, the lyrics. You wonder under summer sky and then an echo summer sky. This phrase is exactly the same as the first verse, except two notes are changed under the lyric under. Phrase two, brown skin and lemon over ice. Same as the second phrase of verse one, except the melisma on ice moves up instead of down. And now the echo is replaced with the lyrics, would you believe it? At this point, the pre-chorus is repeated musically the same with some new lyrics added. The second chorus. As the second chorus is repeated, we have some important variations added. First of all, the first phrase, ah, I'd walk through fire for you, just let me adore you, is heard as the background is held back with a distant echo feel. The second phrase repeats the first phrase exactly with the accompaniment returning. A new phrase is added. This phrase is repeated again, creating an extra phrase into this chorus. This serves to reinforce the lyrics, I'd walk through fire for you, just let me adore you. Another lyrical hook. The next two phrases are the same as the first chorus. In other words, through repetition, we now have an extra four measures added, creating five phrases. A great technique for all composers is to take a section of a phrase or a section itself and break it up and repeat parts of it or repeat the whole thing. This will have a great effect on the listener. Now we enter the bridge. The modern bridge is a section usually added toward the end of a work introducing something totally new. Please see podcast number eight for more on this subject. This bridge fits perfectly the parameters of a modern bridge. It is basically a guitar solo with vocal background, eight measures in length. The rest of the song features the chorus and an outro reinforcing the melodic lyrical hook. Ah, I'd walk through fire for you, just let me adore you. Through analysis, we hope to uncover the techniques and construction that goes into creating a work of art. This song, as mentioned earlier, is a perfect example of modern songwriting at its highest level. The techniques we have highlighted are useful and applicable to all styles of music. I hope you have enjoyed this podcast. If you are interested, I have videos on YouTube discussing various aspects of composition. Also a book available on Amazon, The Songwriter's Guide to Melodies. I'd like to leave you with this quote by Plato. Music and rhythm find their way into secret places of the soul. Thank you so much for listening. Take care. Joe.